And then um, if he has square, I would definitely charge a little bit extra for that just because there is a little bit that goes into that. So yeah, that might put you around 500 once you start adding in those things. Um, but definitely decide if you're going to want to do the sales tax or are you going to want him to do something else um, for sales tax. Um, they do have like tax jar and Avalero. But if if it's usually like local, like they just sell stuff locally, it's usually not that difficult to do. Um, just depends on like their POS system and how they're tracking everything and stuff um, as well. So. I don't know if that kind of helps a little bit to give you somewhat of an idea. Yeah, I don't do it. So or I haven't done it, but it's not the first time I've been asked. So I don't know if I should get some coaching on it and maybe <laughs> figure yeah, it I mean, out can, or. Yeah, we could definitely help um, to figure it out. So that's not a big deal if you want to learn how to how to do that and stuff, you know, um, and then it would be an add-on feature that you could um, offer to your clients. Um, yeah. You know, so. there's a couple of things I need to brush up on to just be in that spot in the space where yeah. I you know, want to be. Yep. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. You back, Sherry? <laughs> I was like, oh, where'd she go? <laughs> My computer just like, it, it popped up an error and then everything shut down. So. Oh no. Who knows? How's everyone this morning? How are all the Chinese? Good. 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 We were How just talking you? about quoting. Katie's got a potential client. So that's all you missed. <laughs> cool. Quoting is fun. Um, I almost suggested we chatted quoting today but I think Megan came up with a better topic um, we can talk quoting I mean I'm I good like with one topic um <laughs> like the topic um so Megan voted for um oh, I forgot already <laughs> um Oh, about um, just getting in and doing. So yeah. her and I have had some conversations about, um, you know, you, so, you know, I have a master's in accounting, right? Um, you can learn all the book work you want. Um, and it's great. It's great education. It's great information to know, um, to have the accounting foundation for bookkeeping and things like that. Um, I also see Nicole has a question. So before I get started, um, but we just wanted to, um, to introduce the topic, you know, the argument of how much should you know before you just go in and get a client um, and kind of addressing that because I know that's a hangout for some people. Um, Nicole, what's your question? Um, yeah, I, I was just curious if anyone has ever helped a client convert from desktop to online. I, I guess I have to help my client do that on Monday and I'm like really nervous about messing up his books or or if something doesn't transfer and I just I know there's a good resource in the CBG group with Dan or the school of bookkeeping um but it it's a little bit vague and I've like watched it six times <laughs> and I just wondered if anyone has any support around that or or has done it before. 
So last time I did it, I did actually do it myself and check every and checked everything. I got on with QuickBooks support and did it with them. But the CBG, I know it is 150. Chelsea, have you used it before? Have you done it with them? Yeah, I recently did it. You just have to make sure you have um like all the passwords and stuff for um the desktop like his, for his the desktop. Identity. Yeah. Yeah. And like they do it all. <laughs> and it's what so, I mean, I don't want to pay 150 bucks because I, I mean, I, I met him at the QuickBooks Connect and I asked him and he said, yeah, I'll do it for you at 150 bucks. But I, it's, I want to learn it so that I'm able to help other clients in case I ever come across it. Um, but I, I also want like, someone to just like back me up if I have a question during the process and I don't know like I don't want to pay $150 just to have somebody watch me like do it but I also want to be able to like ask a question in the process if I need it so you're saying maybe I should just like call into it and be on the phone with them or or what um so I I now charge like six fifty um, for setup and would pay CBG. That's going to be our process in the future. Oh, that's smart. And then, then I still, you know, have to make sure everything's right and everything. Um, so that's what I'm moving to in the future. But when I did do it, I I got all the passwords from the client and then did get on support and it was okay. Um, they were helpful. Um, I just worry that like, if you don't get a person that will actually help support you. Um, yeah. But um, you can try it and see if it works for you. Um, I don't know if I would, 150 feels like so worth paying Dan who does it all the time. Um, I don't yeah. know. And he can literally do it really quick too. Like, he, I think he, once we have the passwords, he did it in like a day. Well, and that's so. the thing is like, if, if it's so easy, like why pay 150 when I can do it myself? <laughs> but, but yeah. It's I, I, not it though. Just be a oh, yeah. It would okay. just be yeah. learning. There's, doing I've it. seen. You're not going to do it all the time. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen so many issues where stuff didn't come over correctly and stuff like that. So if you're paying him, then he knows how to watch for those things and stuff. That's a good point. Yeah. And at least do it maybe the first time so I can see it. And okay. And what's so like what what's the difference of just like not not converting it and just starting fresh and like just taking his tax return and, and doing a whole new fresh file like you could do that. Um, it's not going to bring over invoices or lists or things like that. I did just merge someone. They wanted to stop using Appfolio for a segment of their business. Um, and so they wanted to pull out a whole segment from Appfolio and put it into QuickBooks. Um, uh, and we did, I exported it in the general ledger. And then I actually used Sassient to upload the general ledger. So we had the trial balance and everything into QuickBooks um for the previous two years 
Um, okay. So we did it that way, but it wasn't like we didn't upload vendors and invoices or anything like that. Yeah. I did upload the chart of accounts first so you can import the chart of accounts and then I mapped everything and ended it that way. And again, I think that one was still around a $750 project. Oh, wow. Charged. And mm -hmm. it probably took me, I'm going to say four to eight hours. I had some glitches come up with the um, download and import that took a, some working out. But once I got that, it was really quick. So. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you can do it yourself and we can support you in that. Um, I did just help someone clean up. They did the conversion themselves and um, we did go back and clean up a bunch of stuff, but she did the conversion and then imported a bunch of stuff on the bank feed. And so we not only had the conversion to clean up, we had her cleanup to clean up. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And does Dan do like a remote login or like how how does he how does he do it? I had to get him the file somehow or Chelsea, I haven't used Dan before. Can you um you have to have the password in the file. They'll they'll tell you exactly what to get. Um oh. yeah, they tell you like we need this, this, and this. Um and we had to do it a little bit different because we didn't have one thing. We were able, we didn't have one thing they usually do it with, but we were able to work around that. But it's like the QBO or the Q, the desktop file and they have to, you have to have the admin password so that they can pull it up and then they have to have, you know, access to the QBO um, to do it. But yeah, I think, I think I'll just go that route. And since it was... if you do it yourself too, you would need all of that. Yeah. Okay. We were we were transferring. He was switching like mid year, so we needed all of like the previous stuff from his previous bookkeeper in, so that I didn't have to redo it. So I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm having someone else do it. <laughs> and I just made him. I made the client pay for it. I'm like, this is your cleanup fee. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. And he was fine with it. It was someone from my BNI. So. Nicole, I think you bring up a really good perception that potential clients have. Well, if it's so easy, I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to, you really have to explain what can go wrong and things like that. It's like, yeah, on the surface, it's like the, the, if you watch the ducks paddling and they're gliding across the water, but underneath their feet are just going, going, going. <laughs> I don't know what's going on underneath. That's good. Yeah, I'm yeah. still in that. That's good. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, ladies. I appreciate it. That's also a really good segue into um, you learn by doing. So... I mean, yeah, I do. For sure, I do. Right. So by, either way, you learn Dan's process by watching him. See what he collects. Next time you can maybe do it yourself or and then decide, do I want to do this myself or not going forward? Good um, point. 
So you can let him kind of train you kind of how to do it just by observing. Obviously, that won't give you all the buttons to hit and stuff like that, but you can mm -hmm. kind of the whole process. Next time you can do it, evaluate, do I want to do this again ever or did something go wrong? How do I fix it? So you can choose to learn the process. Yeah, and I think the 150 is worth not screwing up his books. <laughs> right. Um, so in, I'm all for doing things the cheaper freeway. Um, it makes <laughs> sense. But, but the reason Megan and I were talking about this is it's so easy to get paralyzed on not marketing your business as much as you should. You're going to like dabble. So this isn't just you, Nicole, but like we've seen um, other bookkeepers almost just dabble with marketing, right? I'm going to just do Facebook posts on my business page that no one's going to see. And that's going to make me feel like I'm doing marketing and I'm going to be stuck. I'm going to stay stuck because I don't have the education, the college experience, the certification, the QuickBooks advisor, whatever it is, whatever excuse you're allowing yourself to take on. Um, before you get in and do the books. Um, because we're all recommending that you use QuickBooks online because that's what we use. Um, I've used Zero before. I've used fancy accounting systems in different jobs and things like that. Um, I used to hate QuickBooks online. They made some major improvements. I now like it and I use it. You're having to learn QuickBooks online at the same time you're having to learn bookkeeping. So, that's two things you're having to learn at once while learning how to talk to clients, while learning how to market and run, run your own business. Um, and the best, like you're not going to have this pretty system. You might have like a pretty workflow and plan of action, plan of attack. Um, but until you really get in and start matching invoices to payments and reconciling a bank feed, and finding those issues and working through the cleanup, you won't have all the answers. Um, and every client, every client, you're you're. Someone said it really well yesterday on our um, on our group call. Um, every client you onboard is like learning a new job because you're learning a new set of books, how they've been doing their bookkeeping. You're learning the ins and outs of their business. And in no other job do you have to learn so many new jobs at once, right? You're going to have one week where you learn how do they operate their email? How do they answer the phones? How do they, they do all of that? The next week, you're going to actually learn more of what you're supposed to be doing and on and on and on. And now you've been with the company for, for 20 years and you know their entire business. And if they fired you, it would be the end of the world, right? I, I'm joking, but that should, hopefully that's not the case. But, but in no other job do you have to learn like 20 jobs. So um, we just really wanted to encourage you guys to get in and do and not feel like you have to have um, all the answers before you get started. Megan, what else were you thinking there? Yeah, because I mean, another thing is that we see a lot is um purchasing course after course after course because you feel like I don't know every piece to the puzzle you're not there I mean I've been three and a half years um doing this several clients helped other um bookkeepers and stuff and there's still stuff sometimes that I don't know the answers to um and that I probably could not even find the answers to but it would take 
but the way I've been able to get the answers is asking somebody else who has had that experience or ran into that issue. So like relying on um, other bookkeepers and things like that, because some of the answers or some of the issues that you run into is not a perfect scenario or something that's taught every single day or anything like that in all these courses. Um, so like for me, it's been a lot of um, just figuring it out and asking questions um, to other people who's been there and done that sort of thing. Um, and, and as more POS systems come out and things like that, I know um, even the coaches will occasionally ask, ask each other questions um, because you'll get a client that you just haven't seen something on or the client has done something really funky um, that isn't standard accounting practice or best practice. Um, and you have to start undoing it. Um, I've likened it before to if you if you've ever worked at a CPA firm um, or an area like that. Danny, have you actually worked at a CPA firm? I know you're a CPA, but have you worked in like a public accounting firm? I don't know if you can unmute. unmute. Just kidding. Um, Danny, Danny, me? Yeah. Oh, I'm not a CPA. I just got you confused with someone else. You're okay. <laughs> no, I'm just a bookkeeper. I'm not a CPA, but I, I've worked in other firms, but I'm not, I'm not a CPA. Have you worked at a public accounting firm? There is no I, just I, a bookkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, I worked at an accounting firm. Oh, sorry. My dog's going a little bit nuts. Um, yeah, we did, I did work at an accounting firm for a short period. Most of my bookkeeping was done for a church and for an HOA. Sorry, she's, she thinks you're asking her, so she's giving you her feedback. Hi, puppy. Um, thanks for the feedback. I appreciate it. Okay, so I think it was you that I was thinking of. Um, I, the question I was going to follow that up with was, did you ever just hear the CPAs discuss, like, how to do something, how it should be recorded, or how to present something for a client? Um I don't know if you ever heard any of those conversations. But. No, when I, when I was in the CPA firm, I was just the administrative assistant. And so I was usually tucked away, answering phones, stuff like that. So I didn't actually work directly with the CPA. Gotcha. Okay. Bummer. Sorry. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't help. <laughs> You're okay. um, but you'll hear them in the hallways, especially if you even go in and introduce yourself, um, standing in the hallway, discussing how something should be pre presented on the financials. Um, gap accounting is argued and lawyers get involved. There is so much debate on gap accounting. So even if you had all of the experience in the world, you're going to maybe ask your CPA partner when something is really weird or, you know, it affects, it, it impacts a partner's basis or something like that. So, um, and I was talking to a CPA this week who's really green, they have their CPA, they know nothing about QuickBooks, nothing about bookkeeping, and they um, are ready to go serve clients in that area. Thankfully, they were looking for support um, too. So just, just something to keep in mind. A CPA is not a CPA is not a CPA. Um, so don't, don't let that intimidate you. That's my point there. Or feel like you can't ask questions because they're asking questions too. Any thoughts or questions there? 
I have a question. Um, is working the books with the CDBs, is that difficult to do? Or is it a special software? Is working the books with what? The uh, C CBD? CBG? No. Hmm. With CBG? No, it's the, uh, the weed. Oh, cannabis like oil? Yes. Um, it depends. Some of their books, if they're actually like cannabis or uh, a grow dispensary, things like that, um, they do have special regulations. I know Danny or Bonnie can talk more about this. Yep. Danny and Bonnie's names are together. And I like Grant's a little. Um, Bonnie has taken Dope CFO to learn more about it. Um, I would recommend finding some sort of education if you're going to specialize in cannabis um, and those industries. Okay. So there are instances where higher, more education is recommended for sure if you're going to niche into something that's highly regulated for sure. It was one around the corner and I was just wondering, should I go in and talk to them or, or is it not right now for me? It's definitely not going to be basic bookkeeping. <laughs> okay. okay. Thanks, Megan. <laughs> You're welcome. I mean, I'm not saying you can't do it, but you definitely would need more knowledge behind it. And a lot of that just goes back to, oh, I'll let Bonnie talk. Bonnie unmute it. She knows more about that. <laughs> I agree. Sorry, guys. I feel like crap, but I agree. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm on day three of this cold. So, yeah, it's a. Uh, they don't have necessarily as strict of uh, rules as um, full cannabis marijuana, but they do have some of the more complex accounting needs um, outside of just like the extra IRS rules that exist on cannabis. So, um, you know, there are people that do their books that don't have the special training, um, but I'm always of the opinion, you know, you need to know what you need to know to service your clients well. So definitely, but yeah, they typically need cost accounting, which is more um, involved than basic bookkeeping. Okay. Thank you, Bonnie. Mm -hmm. Feel better. Thanks. But if they're right down the street, is are they in like a shopping center? Mm -hmm. What? Are they in a shopping center type area? Yeah, in a strip. Yeah. Are there any other businesses in that strip you can go talk to? Uh, they're mostly restaurants in that particular strip, but I'm around the quite a bit of strips of all right off of main a main highway. Gotcha. Um. So I know sometimes with restaurants, those in um, oil or cannabis, sometimes they have multiple businesses. So um, it's never, it never hurts to just make connections and have that practice of talking to people. Okay. If you just want the practice, feel free to work the strip anyway and get the practice talking to people. Okay. <clears throat> um, and Eileen, any other thoughts with 
practice talking to people? Yeah, basically you, um, I, what I see is that a lot of people go in and say, are you interested? That's kind of a yes or no question. Mm. And that it's uh, kind of akin to when you're going shopping and you're browsing and people and they come up to you, hey, can I help you? And your, your reflex is to say no. So basically you, you just want to introduce yourself you know, I, I don't know if you need my services or not, but if you are interested at all, I'd love to have a conversation with you, that kind of thing. And then the next question might be, hey, how long have you been in business? You know, what, uh, what made you go into this business? That kind of thing. Just, just be very conversational. And you'll, they might not need you at that time, but if you start asking questions about them, they, you're planting a seed that down the line, they may decide they don't like their bookkeeper or maybe their bookkeeper leaves or whatever, and they might call you, you know? So basically um, that's it. I find also there's this practice that getting out there and, and even uh, talking to people and focusing on how can I help you is creating this energy that, you know, activity breeds activity that you're going to attract. And, you know, uh, just, don't go out there with the mindset, I'm gonna get clients, because you're not gonna get clients, most likely, or you're gonna get crappy clients, whatever. And you just like, hey, I'm just getting to know people and how, you know, I'm just, I wanna be of service. And you'll just ha have fun with it. So that, that's my two cents. Eileen, somebody on Facebook asked, are there any good books, podcasts, or YouTube? YouTube channels to focus on sales and how to talk to people? I like, um, well, there's a book, Question-Based Selling. There's, um, his name is Mark Wyman. I like his style of selling. He's on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should do more webinars on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can do that. Absolutely. Um, and because right now I'm, you know, maybe I could do a webinar on how to uh, create a script, your own script, and personalize it to you. Yep. And do that. Yeah, that would be great. So we can put that together. <laughs> but yeah. Um, let me just see if I got Mark's name right. But he's very down to earth. He's not pushy at all. You definitely want to connect with, with somebody that was really creating the trust, the rapport with somebody who's connecting with them and being more interested in them than being more interested in selling them. Yep. Uh, Mark. 
Oops. I'm, I'm Googling here. Um, I think I got his name right. He's not coming up. Or name wrong. Oh, Mark Wayshack. Mark with a C. Wayshack. And he's he's got short, short clips. But yeah, we can do a webinar putting it all together as well. Yeah. Awesome. Has, has anybody else been struggling with that conversation, that first discovery call that you would have with a client? No. Totally. Yeah. What are some of your struggles? I always, I just want to be a people pleaser and I don't put boundaries. I don't say no. I'm just like, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And I'm in reality, it's like out of my scope of services, but I, I'm just a people pleaser. And then I always hang up the phone and I'm like, what, why do I do this to myself? Yeah, the um, part of it, you know, it's definitely important in the conversation to set boundaries in a way that they'll respect you. And that'll go very far with them. They'll definitely remember it. But also when you're not setting boundaries and you're being a people pleaser, you're also not asking them to become your client. That's what I find in people's conversation. So there's, there's a double-edged sword to that, but there's ways to get around that. And, and part of it also comes with confidence. Again, the more conversations you have, the more you're gonna, your, your personality is gonna be injected in the conversation and they'll fall in love with you. And the more it's confident, it's a confidence thing too. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I wanted to piggyback on what you guys were talking about before. Um, let's see. I don't know if I can share my screen here about learning and um, bookkeeping. There, there's four different stages of learning and, it, and there's a lot of discomfort in the beginning because you don't know it. You don't know what you don't know. So you're in unconscious incompetence and you, you're, you know that you don't know it. You lack proficiency. And then it, it's remember going back to when you're learning how to drive a car, you know that you're supposed to step on the gas, but you don't know how to control the car and you move into conscious incompetence and um, you're more aware of the skill, but not yet proficient at it. It's like, um, okay, I, I know that I need to speed up getting on the freeway. I don't know how to do it. And then you go into conscious competence. Now you're getting more proficient and you're able to actually apply what you've learned, but you really have to focus on it, right? You're not doing it without thinking, which is unconscious competence. And it's, it becomes more natural, um, more automatic. And that's where we all want to get, right? Because that's more comfortable for everybody. So, so be easy on yourself as well. But following up on this, I wanted to, you know, ask um, the coaches here. 
So, so somebody doesn't know bookkeeping. How does the private group help you guys in, in getting to know the bookkeeping? What's that process like? Sorry, what was the question? So you come into this and you're, you're learning everything. You don't know the bookkeeping. How do the coaches here, and we're talking about in the private group, how do you guys help people learn the bookkeeping? What is that process like? Um, a lot of it is hands-on, but we do have like the cleanup course and stuff that we've done in the past, um, as well as the group coaching webinars. Um, and then there are some free resources um, <clears throat> with like the ProAdvisor and Intuit and stuff. Yeah, so we have, um, so if, it, if it's just learning QuickBooks, we do have some resources and links to um, QuickBooks videos that we can share. Um, if it's how to do something um, that you don't want to get on a one-to-one -one with, like how to, how do you create an invoice or things like that. Um, I was just able to do a bookkeep with me where, um, so we will have you sign a confidentiality form when you join the group. Um, but what that allows us to do is I got on with my clients this month and literally walked you through start to finish of me doing um, my clients bookkeeping. Um, so those are opportunities. Those aren't guaranteed every month just because it is, um, depending on how many calls you have me on, <laughs> um, guys, um, as long as I can do it and, and carve out that time for the month. Um, I'm trying to do those as often as possible um, so you guys can see the process and see another bookkeeper doing it. Um, outside of that, we highly recommend getting on with um, a coach when you get a new client so we can look at the books with you and tell you if there's any red flags or issues that you, you might want to be preemptive with the client on getting more information outside of just statements or things like that, maybe that you didn't know you needed. Um, and then we're creating we're always creating checklists. So we have new and new checklists as you guys are asking questions, um, you know, what documents to get the clients or, you know, how to price a client, how to come back and increase pricing and things like that. So um, we're always creating checklists for you guys um, or we're happy to get on a call and walk you through something. I know the co-working call has been, we've gotten some really good feedback from the weekly co-working call that we do. It's coaches led. So you won't normally see me and Megan on that call, even though it's like, we both wanna be on the call. So I occasionally will like stop because I'm like, it's such a fun call. Um, but we try to let the coaches take that one. So you guys are hearing from the coaches too on how they do things. Um, what, are, what are their practices? What are their boundaries? And how do they walk through um, the, their clients? So it's learning by doing by fire hose and we're here to make sure you're not um one of the reasons we do it is because if if you were to just go through a course on here's start to finish for a client well if that course doesn't show you an sba loan or partners or um, paypal or all of these unique things that your client has you're going to come to us and now you've spent so much time doing all the transfers you think you're done with the reconciliation and we get on and we're like 
no, there's this thing. What is this? And you're like, oh, it's this thing that the client said, but I didn't know what to do with it. And now we might be having to make you undo a year's worth of work. And granted, it can kind of be quick, but it's more efficient to just do it right the first time. So we we never want to send you back to undo work. We hate it. We cringe at the thought of telling you to undo it. Um, but we will um, to make the bookkeeping correct. And we will walk you through how to do it correctly and efficiently. But if we can prevent you from having to duplicate work, we 100% want to prevent you from duplicating work and do it the right way the first time. So I hope that helps. So you guys are the training wheels. And it would, yeah, it wouldn't necessarily be advantageous to take a bookkeeping course. And then you're still going to need to check over things. Yeah, that's what we find. So, you know, bookkeeping courses and certifications are great. They build confidence. You can still learn a lot. Um, like Sammy just posted um, the, the academy into it. Those things are helpful um, to piece together the learning. But what we have found is people will come to us with pieced together information that doesn't provide the whole story. And they're not getting on the, they're not getting the why behind how to do something. So if you get on a call with me, I am bad about giving you why. Here's why we're doing it. Um, I will never just tell you to click this button and get off the call. Um, I think that's just disservice. Um, I know some coaches, if you're asking, you know, like if time is limited, they might have to, to get you to the next step. Um, I, I hate doing it. I will 100% tell you why you're doing something the way it's doing or why you have to take a shortcut or do something outside the box um, to make it correct, for sure. Yeah, and Sammy made another comment. I was once told that you need to talk less and ask more questions when speaking with someone to get them talking about themselves because people like to talk about themselves. So keep directing the conversation back to them for a while. Um, that is very true, but you do want to, there's a second skill. You do want to guide them along the way. Otherwise, they will go off on tangents, you wouldn't believe. That doesn't move the conversation forward to your target. So that's why it's a little bit more of an art. But yes, uh, the old school sales was that the salesperson would do most of the talking, and which is just bad sales technique, really. Here's what I can do for you. And without even asking, well, what do you need? What, you know, what, what do you want? What do you want out of this process? So Sammy, yeah, that, that's very true. You wanna have the other person talking more, absolutely. She said, totally agree. These things help with general things, but I still use the one-to-ones because they help with specifics for the clients. <clears throat> um, and then let's see, Carol said, so I specialize in construction, wondering any good resources in learning how to better serve them, especially with job costing. Um, there, there are a ton on YouTube as far as that goes. I would definitely um, 
if you would like, you could hop on some a one-to-one with one of the coaches to kind of review what process you're doing um, to see if there's anything that you could do differently to better serve them. Because it's hard to say. Um, and even watching a video, like every client's different um, on what would serve them as far as job costing. Because I've had a couple of um, construction clients and each one was a little different on what they needed as far as um, project tracking and stuff like that in QBOs. So, all right, who else has questions? What questions do y'all have? I'm going to put post the link, by the way, in case anybody wants a strategy session um, about the paid group to see if it's right for you. It's, it's not right for everybody, but we can discuss it. And uh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, definitely hop on. Um with Eileen uh, to discuss that. And I'll go over um, a little bit on what's in the paid group uh, for those of y'all who do not um, know. Um, in the paid group, we do offer, you have a separate Facebook group there. The, the coaches are there answering all your questions. Um, you do get two one-to-ones um, that you're able to use. You can, and when you sign up for the one-to-ones, you can pick the coach, pick the time. Um, or if you don't know which coach or time, you can kind of look at the topics and see what topic you need help with. Um, and then we also do two group coaching calls a week. And then any webinars that we do are included in there as well. Um, so today we're actually having a webinar with Abby. She's going over work-life balance. Um, and then we'll have another one for this month, closer to the end of the month on um, like doing your goals, doing a vision board, all of those things. Um, so all of that is included in the monthly package and any webinars um, that we do in those months. And every month is a little bit different for the webinars um, are included. And sometimes we do throw in some extras. So like Monday, we had um, Meryl Taylor come on in the paid group and he went over um, 1099s and answered any questions that everyone in our paid group had in regards to 1099s. We also, um, last week, Sherry all week had done um, the bookkeep with me thing where she hopped on in the evening and let them watch what she was doing for her clients' books. So we're always throwing in extra add-ons um, for the people in the paid group as well. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you guys... If you're interested in the paid group, have a conversation with me. If you join before December 31st, um, just as a special for this end of year, uh, you're going to get access to the cleanup course, which is yep. phenomenal. That's like over four hours of content. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be very handy. So, yeah. Yep. Um, we will throw that in as well. Mm -hmm. right. Nicole, you have a payroll question. Hey, yeah, well, multiple questions. Um, I've not had to do payroll yet for anyone. Okay. And I had someone reach out to me about wanting to switch um, from the bookkeeper that's currently doing his payroll 
and I don't know where to begin. <laughs> um, he's, uh, I guess he's, um, it's just for himself. He's the employee of this corporation kind of deal and um, said he needs to, well, first of all, he says he does quarterly payroll. Is that typical? Have you heard of um, that? It's, yeah, it's kind of up to them how they want to do it. It's a lot of them will take the draws and then just pay, you pay quarterly taxes. Um, so he's probably just paying his taxes or maybe that's the reason why he's doing it quarterly is just because he only has to pay the taxes um, every quarter. So yeah, it just depends on how they want to do it, especially since they're like, they're an S corp and just taking payroll for themselves. Some people do it at the end of the year, even I've seen. Okay. Um, and then he said he needs it done, done this quarter. Well, cause I asked how soon he was looking to switch and he said this quarter, because he's a corporation, he needs to have it done by the 15th of January for the fourth quarter, fourth quarter of this year. Can you explain mm -hmm. that a little to me? Cause I've new to all this, um, the timing issue is that, why is that exactly? Well, that's when the taxes are going to be due is January the 15th. So that's oh, why right. he'll want it processed by then is the only reason. Um, yeah. So are you looking into using like Gusto or something like that to do it for him or? Yeah, that was my thought. Unless somebody okay. would tell me that that's not a good route to go, but yeah, that was my thought. No, yeah, that's that's what I would do. Um, some of the, unless there's a cheaper one, um, in my experience, that's kind of been the cheaper route um, is to use them, especially when you're only dealing with one. Because I've used ADP, but their fees are a lot more. So it usually benefits like a larger company. Um, but like if you're using Gusto, then um, the fees you pay, like I think right now the minimum package is 40 and then you pay $6 per person. So it's like $50 is about what it would come out to be a month to do it. But it's still, um, like, if you tried to do it um, on your own, you would have to up your insurance and stuff like that. So, like, the liability and stuff that goes along with doing payroll yourself versus having a company like that do it um, is usually not worth it unless you're going to handle it for a lot of clients. Yeah, I don't really want to do that. So, yeah. I Me neither. Just... Yeah. Me neither. <laughs> okay. So, if he would be doing so that way he needs to be paid for the fourth quarter of this year right yep. i'm understanding that mm -hmm. so does, yep. is there any reason that it would be better for him to wait until after like so this year is all on the previous payroll company and wait until after yeah um, i mean so it kind of just i don't know who the other bookkeeper or whoever's been doing his payroll who they've been how they've been processing payroll. Um, Gusto and stuff does ask um, to like send over all the reports. So they'll just send one to um, one W2 if you send over all the payroll reports. Um, but you do have to send over all that information and stuff. So it would be less hassle, I guess you could say. You wouldn't have to get them all that information and transfer everything. If you start at January, you could just start fresh with a new company if he wanted to go that route. Um, but I don't know, like sometimes people, maybe he had a fallen out with the other bookkeeper or whatever, something's not going right. So maybe he has a reason why he's not wanting to wait. Um, so, I mean, it's, po it's definitely possible to switch now and have it done. But yeah, it would be cleaner, easier process probably to start in January. <laughs> Okay, so if he wants does want to start now, we would have to get all the information from the other payroll company for 2022 to get to Gusto, right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. 
Okay. Um, and like how, so do we have enough time? I guess, I mean, I guess we do, but with the holidays and everything, is it going to be difficult to get this all done, taken care of by January 15th, especially for um, somebody <laughs> like me or I, I mean, should I I even take this on? I don't think it should be an issue. It usually takes a week or so, um, with Gusto to get everything done. I mean, even with that, um, even with the holidays, you still have, I mean, you're like a month away. So I think you probably still have some time to um, get it taken care of. Okay. And I signed up uh, or I went to Gusto's website and just did the, you know, become a partner link. Is that the best way to get started with them? Just somebody will contact me or I just did that yesterday. Yeah, they, if you did, yeah, if you went that route, they should contact you. I had a rep directly that I reached out to, so I'm, I didn't go that route. So I don't know how long it takes them to reach out from there. Okay. Um, and what do you, like, what would you typically charge for this scenario? One person. Um, so I usually charge, um, a $300 setup fee for payroll, just because of the time that it takes to you making sure everything you have everything in order, um, making sure all the reports are done and stuff like that. It can get time consuming. Um, and then as far as uh, processing and stuff, that's not going to take long at all when you're using Gusto. Um, so it's just going to be a few minutes. So that's kind of up to you how do how you want it to charge on that $50, $100 a quarter, however you want it to. Um, Cause he's already, um, I would let him just, he will pay his fees to Gusto directly. And then he would just pay, be paying you for your time essentially. Okay. Um, so you would charge 300 to set up just the one person too? Or would you go Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's still a lot of time because you do end up going back and forth with Gusto typically trying to get the reports, making sure they have everything they need. Um, the company setup process and all that stuff. So it is still a process. And then you said if he wants to stick with the quarterly, you'd just do 50 to hundred per quarter. Yeah, I would probably do 50 a quarter. Um, it's literally takes maybe five minutes to go in. Cause you're just plugging in. Like if he's on salary, you're just saying, yes, this is what I want to process, process it. And so it takes you probably five to 10 minutes max. And if he, for some reason, would decide he wanted to switch to monthly or something, would it, then what? Then I would charge that. I would charge, yeah, 50 a month. Yep. Okay. Um, and just so I have some, I sound like I have some idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> this, I have a call with him on Tuesday. Um, what would be like the first steps? Like say he says, yep, I want to do this. I want to switch. You know, I want you to help me with this. Um, what should I tell him are the first things I would need from him? Um, you're going to need the payroll summary reports from the other company that he was using payroll through. Um, and then you can send him a link and he can kind of start filling out some of the information on Gusto. Um, if you have everything set up partner wise with Gusto already, you can send him the link and have him start filling that out. Um, if not, I mean, you're just going to need like his business name, his EIN number you're going to need all his payroll ID numbers, withhold, tax, um, withholding numbers, stuff like that, um, to be able to set it up, um, address, all that stuff. Okay, so I should 
we well I, i'm guessing i won't have things set up with gusto yet maybe but anyway okay yeah it just depends on how quickly they're going to contact you i don't know how quick their process is from that standpoint um to make sure you have all that set up okay i think that covers most of it for now um yeah i'll hop back on if i think it's more <laughs> yes feel free to um post in the group or anything and let us know if you have any questions and stuff okay thank you so much all right you're welcome Anybody else have any questions? Carol, um, I see your question on Facebook about tax laws for parents to take care of special needs kids. That I'm not sure. I would reach out to um, a CPA or a tax preparer pair that's local to, I don't know if that's your client or if it's somebody local to you um, and just kind of get the information and details on that because I'm not 100% sure how all that works and that's going to fall more in uh, their realm than an actual than like bookkeeping per se. All right any more questions before we hop off? All right. Well, y'all have an awesome day. And if y'all need anything, feel free to um, post in the group. I did post the link in the live um, as well for the strategy call. If y'all would like to hop on a strategy call and see if this is a good fit for y'all in your business. Um, and I'll also post the link to sign up if y'all need uh, one-to-ones or anything like that as well. So um, definitely let me know if y'all have any questions and feel free to reach out and y'all have an awesome day. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.